right. Welcome to That's Good Sports Podcast. I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. We're going to talk some fucking football today, some Broncos, some NFL. Probably going to start with the NFL stuff, and then we'll get into Broncos news or whatever our feelings are about the team since they're on a bye week. I don't even know why people actually listen to this uh, podcast, Will. I started to read some of the comments on my YouTube channel about the podcast, and I decided Never. that was not a road I wanted to go down today. <laughs> nope, not a great idea. Uh, I always see some Chiefs fans in the comments who I, they're really shook by everything I have to say about the Chiefs and particularly their quarterback. So, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, not, guys. I'm really sorry. I, don't, I think people take us a little too serious. Maybe you specifically. Yeah, I mean, some people maybe can't tell when I'm joking and when I'm not, which I would never joke about Patrick Mahomes. I hate him. Yeah, your hate list. Did that get a lot of hate, a little, some hate backlash? I have the feeling I'm on a lot of people's hate lists. Will Key's top five in 100% of That's Good Sports podcast listeners' hate lists. Yeah, you know that that list with uh, Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison, people to kill when he's, <laughs> yeah. when he's in his room putting yeah. on lipstick. Yeah. I have, I have the feeling for some chiefs fans, I might be number one. That's a, that's a great scene in that movie. One of the best, I think. Uh, what's, you know, what's interesting is I have a Nucky Thompson boardwalk empire joke in my Panther Steelers prediction. Uh, and also, okay. I watch most of Adam Sandler's uh, stand-up. Well, it's like a song, song fest special on Netflix last night, and uh, it was classic Sandler. Like, if you grew up watching Adam Sandler, you're gonna enjoy that because it's all of his like dumb, funny songs, and uh, he has some good like interludes of stand-up things. But uh, it made me want to tweet Adam Sandler, my channel, because he's a big sports fan, and then hope that he says, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. And then you and I, <laughs> you and I wouldn't When you change so, the name to that's pretty good sports. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, and then we wouldn't well, feel so yeah, bad but, when we get the hate comments, you know? No, if, if Adam Sandler's on our side, who could be against us? Yeah. Is what I'd say. Maybe I he heard, would, I didn't see... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, maybe he could call Netflix and be like, hey... These guys need a sports show. And I say these guys will because you're the only person who helps me. So you're the writer. You're the, you would, I would bring you along as writer, but uh, since you're young and I wouldn't want you to get cocky, I would not let you be head writer. That's not who's head writer. (laughs) If Netflix gives me a show, I'll find, I'll find somebody. I think they'll find somebody for you. I was going to say, uh, I haven't seen the full stand-up special, but I, I saw that like uh, Interpol parody song that he did about peeing in the shower. I thought that, <laughs> yeah. was, that was pretty great. So I'm going to have to see the whole thing. Yeah. All, all the songs are uh, like, they're either like a bunch of funny lines or they're just a lead up to one like punchline. Um, I don't know. I, I was enjoying it. Well, I watched Joe Rogan's, comedy special i needed to laugh after watching like three hours hours of election coverage and um <laughs> i watched yep. joe rogan's and then i watched sandler's and i like i was laughing pretty hard in both of them and uh my wife was not enjoying the adam sandler one as much which i found surprising because 
I don't it's know. Tough to hear. Yeah, she she seems like uh, so much more up her alley. But what do I know? What's your a uh, quick question before we get into it because people are gonna get mad. But what's your favorite Adam Sandler SNL sketch or song? Because he's got a few of those. Oh, uh, I don't know. You're asking me to try and pull from parts of my <laughs> my memory. Will of I would have to dig deep. Um, I mean, the, the one that I always think of first, I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite, but it was, uh, the sloppy Joe sketch with mm. Chris Farley, Chris Farley. Yep. Before he left. Slop, slop, sloppy Joe's that one. Yeah. Lunch but, lady land. I think it's called. Yeah. I don't know if that's my favorite. I would have to really, I'd have to kind of look and try to, to remember. I love, uh, I love canteen boy. I think that might be the best. Canteen boy. <laughs> it would be. It would cause so much trouble today, and that's why I love it. <laughs> I'll have to rewatch it. I don't think I remember that. It's the one with the uh, the Boy Scouts with Alec Baldwin as the horny oh uh, Boy Scout shit. leader, it's like a, a pedo Boy Scout <laughs> leader. Yeah. He's oh, like, no, oh, that- Canteen boy. It appears my shirt has fallen off, and Adam Sandler's like, uh, pretty quick fix there. Just put it back on. <laughs> Oh yeah, I gotta rewatch that. Uh, so good. I remember getting Adam Sandler's uh, "What the Hell Happened to Me" CD. Like, oh I was, yeah, I remember I that. I had to be like third grade or fourth, I don't know when I I could get it, but I fucking like just loved listening to funny songs with a guy swearing, mm-hmm. and then uh, like the little sketch, like the goat sketch in between, like the, the goat. <laughs> Talking about you know the old the old man who beats him and then going out for a, a pass for with the football and just gets hit in the fucking face, like stupid shit. But I loved it. Um, anyway, talented I'm, man, extremely talented man. Glad he's coming back. I hope he's done with uh, his Netflix movies and he's on to better stuff. But we'll see. Yeah, those haven't been good lately. Uh, no, no, not at all. All right, oh. uh, should probably get into it. Okay, fine. We're going to talk about, yes. let's see, some trades, or not trades, but acquisitions happened today. Uh, what do we, who went where, Will? Tell us, even though everybody already knows because we all have fucking <laughs> Twitter. But let's pretend like we're giving this news to people for the first time. Yeah, I'm Walter Cron- Cronkite right now. The president has been shot in Dallas. Whoa. Also, Des Bryant has been signed by the New Orleans Saints. Whoa. Let me tell you what this means. One of the best offenses in the NFL. It might have just gotten marginally better. Just got a little better. A little bit better. We're looking at probably, what would you guess Des Bryant puts up for the rest of the season? Uh, I'm going to say like 20 catches, 280 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah, that's pretty good um, because – I think right now their second leading receiver is Alvin Kamara with 51 yep. receptions. Uh, and then tied in, right? It's uh, Watson is their third. And he has in the 20s, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Watson, who's roughly <clears throat> 45 years old. There you go. <laughs> he Savvy. was a Savvy bet. NFL in 2005. He was literally the guy that chased down Champ Bailey. In that oh, division. that's right. And he's still catching touchdowns in the NFL. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. He caught a touchdown last week and put the ball under his jersey like he was pregnant. 
which was like a great move back in like rec soccer when you'd just be like waiting around on the sidelines and you'd just like make your friends laugh by putting the ball underneath your shirt and pretending that you're pregnant. It would have been cool if he birthed out the ball. I would have gotten a penalty. Who cares? <laughs> just go for the joke. Sell the fucking joke, Benjamin. Yeah, uh, you got you to gotta be committed like Michael Thomas. Yeah, do you think – I don't think Drew Brees gets enough credit for making his receivers good. You know what I mean? No. Like, everybody talks about Tom Brady never having anybody, even though he's had the – we've talked about it, the <laughs> best, the best tight end who's ever, ever. He got to play with Randy Moss. Um, but and, and, Josh but it, Gordon it, now. It's true. I mean, Julian Edelman's a great receiver. Wes Welker was a great receiver. He's played with good mm-hmm. guys, but don't get Tom Brady makes a lot of those guys around him better. They used, you know, you would say the same things about Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. I feel like Drew Brees does it, and he's done it for a long fucking time, and yeah. never gets like credit for it. No, yeah, we had that whole uh, state of the union type debate leading up to the Sunday night game last week, who's the GOAT, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. And just shockingly little mention of Drew Brees the whole time. Who I feel like if he hadn't – he had just like a a stretch of years where he missed the playoffs because his defense was like somehow the 33rd best defense in the NFL every year. (laughs) Alabama's college defense was ranked like higher than the Saints. Yeah, if he had just had like the 19th best defense those years. Yeah. They would have been in the playoffs. He probably would have made another run. He might have been in another Super Bowl at least. I don't know. I, I mean, I still think he has obviously one more playoff run this year. And I don't like. I don't see any signs of him slowing down. We talk about Rodgers and Brady playing so well in their advanced age, but people don't really talk about Drew Brees. He's no. as good as any of them. What's crazy is because last year it kind of looked like Drew Brees uh, – might have lost a little bit with in regard to his arm talent, right? I yeah. think that was kind of the the narrative. Even though the Saints were good, it was like they were really relying on their their running backs to sort of push that offense. But this year it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like Drew Brees is throwing the ball wherever he wants to, whenever he wants to. I mean he's got I think mostly 18, Michael Thomas. Yeah. Mostly Michael Thomas and Alvin <laughs> Kamara still but he's got 18 passing touchdowns and one interception, which is better Pretty than good. anybody. Uh, I think Brady has 17 TDs and seven picks. And then, you know, Mahomes is way the fuck up there with 29 touchdown passes or whatever the hell it is. But uh, you're right. Like, what? I thought we would see Drew Brees decline a little bit more this season, and that has not been true at all. Yeah, no, they've done a good job of gearing the offense to his strengths as he gets older. Like if your arm talent drops a little bit at, you know, in your late thirties, what do you do? You get one of the best pass catching running backs in the NFL in the draft in Alvin Kamara, Uh, get a reliable tight end in, um, in Benjamin Watson, get Michael Thomas who catches everything and you're pretty much set. You're good to go. And now Des Bryant will be there. And I think that's, because okay, so Des Bryant goes to the Saints, and then Bruce Irvin uh, signed with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, yep. Which I don't even re- know if I actually realized that he got cut. Yeah, it was pretty quiet. It happened, I think, just last week. Before right. 
the third. It might have been before the Thursday night game. Might have been like right after. But that's a guy who just has not given a shit the whole season, well, starting yeah. with <laughs> week two. We could tell like he just wasn't trying. He was gassed at the end of that Broncos game in Denver, and on the last drive of the game was just kind of jogging around, barely trying to rush the quarterback. Well, when he realized that his coach fucking gave up on the team, he did as well. And you know what's yeah. crazy is he still led the team in sacks with three. They only <laughs> have the Raiders only have seven sacks right now. That's uh, crazy. And I was well, under the impression that Arden Key was going to be better than Cleo Mack. That's what some people said, at least. Oh yeah, that a lot of people said that. Little birds <laughs> chirping all over the place saying people that. are saying. But I actually think – so the Falcons, they beat the Redskins last week to go to 4-4. Four and four. I don't think there's any reason the Falcons can't grab a wild-card spot in the NFC, even after their disastrous start, whatever it was. Yeah. 1-3, 2-4. There's well, just – No, I think you're a playoff right. spot open, I think, up for grabs. I mean, it's, it's almost kind of – it's weird because you've got the, the Rams, the Saints, the Falcons – all of those teams have really good offenses, um, but questions on the defensive side of the ball. You would yep. think like the Rams really shouldn't have that, and maybe when they get a keep to lead back, it they look you know a little more sturdy on the the defensive side of the ball. The Panthers, you could argue, have the most like well-rounded team, but uh, the Falcons. One reason they obviously are struggling is like all of their defensive injuries. So I think the signing of Bruce Irvin, who I still think is a pretty good football player, and I agree, like, he just stopped trying with, with the Raiders. And I think it's kind of strange that he made it – he cleared all waivers unless, like, he made it known that he only wanted to play for Dan Quinn. Because so I think he did say he wanted to play for Dan Quinn. Yeah, um, who was his defensive coordinator in Seattle. Right. Um, but I think he'll have more of an impact – maybe for the Falcons in terms of really helping out in an area that they need help in compare or comparing him to, to Des Bryant. But I think Des Bryant's contribution would put the saints in a category where they might be too hard for anybody to beat in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I don't, I agree with that. I don't think anybody's obviously catching up to the saints in the NFC South. Um, and then, uh, so, I mean, the Panthers are kind of there, but I don't think they're going to hang around that long to the point uh, where they're actually going to take the lead in the division from them. But so if you think about it, in the NFC, you've got uh, the teams that are pretty much a lock are the Rams, the Saints, the Panthers, and then I guess you could say the Redskins are a lock in a pretty poor NFC East. At yeah, least they <clears> – <throat> well, the, the Eagles can catch them, I think. They could, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't think about that. But so then you've got the number one wild card will either be the Panthers or if they somehow beat the Saints, uh, then the Saints would end up being the wild card. I don't really see that happening, but there's a chance, you know, you could flip flop between them. And then that second wild card's pretty much up for grabs. Yeah, you know, yeah. NFC North teams that I, I don't believe in the lines anymore, obviously. The Packers, uh, they don't look like they're going to be contending this year. Really. It'll probably be the Bears out of there. So it's you can you're going to end up probably with the the Panthers and the Falcons both in as wild yeah. card teams again. 
Yeah, I mean, you've got the Vikings, too, who – Oh, know, yeah, just, Sorry, I forget about the Vikings in that. I don't know why. The, the, the tie just messes everything up. I hate yeah. the tie now. In the they standings. only have two losses, right, the Vikings? I think three? they might have three. They might have three. Let me look. Because they lost to the Saints at home recently. They lost to the Bills in week three. Oh, yeah. They tied the Packers. And I think they might have another loss in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. They're 5-3-1, and one, and the Bears are 5-3. Okay. and three. So, yeah, it'll be – I mean, the Vikings are a better team, but I don't know. The Bears are – somebody's got to be an upset somewhere, so maybe it'll be the Bears. Yeah, I mean, I could see – the Falcons getting back um, Deion Jones and then kind of making a run like 10 and six going, it should be six and two in their last eight games. I can see yeah. it happening. The Falcons, I mean, they might just get screwed in their own division by competition. Sure. Then you have the, the, the Seahawks in the NFC West who could sneak in as a wild card. Um, they're four and four, as are, you know, the Falcons and the Eagles. So if the Eagles pull ahead of the Redskins, Washington could be that uh, another wild card team there as well. Um, yeah, that's no, pretty crowded. Yeah, it's, the, the NFC is just a lot more competitive than the, I feel like, than the AFC. Right. The AFC, you've just got, no, you know, guess- teams that are separating themselves and a couple clear wild card contenders and – Apart from that, nothing else. So, I guess I think all the divisional leaders in the AFC are pretty much set right now. Yeah, you've got the Patriots, the Chiefs. The, well, the, Steel, the AFC North is uh, close. The Steelers and the Bengals. And the Steelers have uh, that yeah. tie as Bengals well. So Steelers are 5-2-1. and one, Bengals are 5-3. and three. And then you got the Texans at 6-3. and three, But, you know, the Titans coming off a big win – uh, well, I don't know how big it is. They just they beat the shit out of the Cowboys, but they they play the Patriots this week, which I think is going to be a, <laughs> might be a good game. I don't think the Titans will win, but I think they're going to play the Patriots well. Um, I hope Mike Vrabel has a has a linebacker come in on offense and catch a touchdown from like the three yard line. That'd be sick, just like he used to do. Exactly. He's got the best like touchdown percentage on catches. I think it's a hundred. <laughs> yeah, For a defensive player. Yeah, he's got like five receptions, five touchdowns. I think two of them came in Super Bowls too. Yeah, he was so good. Bizarre. It, it it's like one of those things. Like, why does this make sense? Like, why can't you just put a tight end tight end in and run the same play? Because everybody knows that when you put Vrabel in, you're going to do a play action pass and then throw a little fade to the corner. And he's probably going to catch it. <laughs> Vrabel got those big soft hands. <laughs> Why is that better than a tight end doing that? I don't know. But it, it worked. So Yeah. We're not going to cover him. He's a defense. He's a defense. Yeah, no need to worry. Nothing, uh, nothing out of the ordinary here. I know he's done it before, but surely Bill yeah, doesn't was... have the balls <laughs> to do it again. That was in the past. Forget about the past, everyone. I don't know why that I started to sound like Trump there, but <laughs> don't know why. No, I can't. I could like I couldn't do a Trump impression if I tried, but sometimes I find myself like accidentally imitating him. 
We're going to put Mike Vrabel in at the goal line. It's going to be tremendous. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Alec Baldwin doing Yeah. <laughs> Two Alec Baldwin references in one podcast. <laughs> We're going to get to three. We're going to get to three. It has to, it has to be organic, though. Okay, so my next question for you, Will. Okay. No. How oh, many please answer. Yeah, ask the question. Go ahead. How many draft picks should John Elway give to the 49ers for Nick Mullins? Well, uh, considering the history with Southern Mississippi quarterbacks that wear number four, I think uh, four first-rounders is fair. Four first-rounders. Heard yep. it here first. Nick Mullins is your next Denver Broncos quarterback. That's right. I mean, he's got a – he's undefeated. He's never thrown an interception in the NFL. He's nope. averaging three touchdowns a game. What more can you say? He's got a 73% completion percentage in his NFL career so far. You know what's stupid is like 70% completion percentage is now normal for quarterbacks. Like Yeah, Sam Bradford really screwed that up for everybody. And that that changed – like just over the last couple of years, because you would look at some a quarterback in the '60s as being pretty damn good. <laughs> now it's like '70s is pretty damn good, and then you have like Drew Brees, who somehow like rides that '80 fucking line. Yeah, it started out like in it started out uh, in the AFL in the '60s. It'd be like Joe Namath has completed 48 percent of his passes <laughs> for 4,000 yards. 18 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, and he's the MVP of the league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to now, now, that's like Sam Darnold's stats. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, 66, Goff, 67, Cousins, 71, Matt Ryan, 70, Derek Carr, 72, Drew Brees is 76. That's a that's lot crazy. of guys. Yeah, Breeze broke the record, I think, last year. And I think he might break it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Carson Wentz is over 70. And then, like, all of your good quarterbacks are, like, high to mid-60s. It's insane. It's all, the, it's all the running back throws. Yeah, they're short. It's not, like – they're not throwing more, like, deep balls. They're just throwing a fuck ton more short passes instead of running the football. Yeah. It's like the short passes have replaced – uh, running plays, and then of course, if you do that stupid little oh god flick pass, it's a it's a pass. Um, That's my least favorite trend in the NFL right now. Hand yeah. it off, you coward! Let the running back get the yards. What's Case Keenum at? I mean, he's at sixty three percent. You would that think been, that's like pretty good usually in most years. Yeah, but eleven touchdowns, ten picks, and the Broncos aren't scoring a lot of points per game. Well, I'm just glad he's got a, a positive ratio now of touchdowns and interceptions after last week. That's true. Okay, so back to Nick Mullins. Yes. Uh, so don't get me wrong. Like, I watched that game, and the hype was – like, they were <laughs> they were inflating him oh, yeah. so hard. So yeah, hard. They have him come in on the post-game show. Jesus. Uh, and he's crying in his interview with Aaron Andrews. Uh but, yeah, he's starting again for the 49ers. Oh, he's uh, going to start Night this Football. week? Cool. He's starting, yeah. He's starting at home again against a really terrible team with one win, just like he did last week. It's Rosen versus Mullins, the, huh? Yeah. No, it's the Giants. Oh, they play the Giants. Okay. Yeah. It's, 
the corpse of Eli Manning. What did I think they played? Nick Mullins. They played him. Uh, played him a couple weeks ago, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd like to see him do well, but the thing is, like, Kyle Shanahan makes everybody look good. <laughs> he was scheming guys just wide open. That first touchdown pass to Pierre Garcon. There was no one else on the right side of the field. And he just makes it so easy on his quarterbacks that, I don't know, I'm questioning whether Kyle Shanahan should get the coach of the year, even in a, even in a year where he has two wins, just think, because he, he's winning games with his third-string quarterback and making I, him look good. And I think last week we were questioning whether or not Kyle Shanahan was actually good. <laughs> Yeah, no, he changed we, we my mind. Flipped, we flip flopped back to he should <laughs> he should win coach of the year. Uh, I mean, he's probably just like he's probably best suited. Like his ideal position is probably offensive coordinator, but we, he's still just gonna he's gonna get a pass because he lost Garoppolo again. So I think year three we're really gonna figure out if Kyle Shanahan's a real head coach or not. Yeah, I think the best way to keep your job for a long time in the NFL besides being um, Marvin Lewis and not being a a great coach is having your starting quarterback get hurt every year. It's foolproof. Yeah. You could injure your quarterback on purpose. Um, Another great strategy for keeping your job is drafting a quarterback really high in the draft and then sitting him for a year. Oh yeah. Got to sit him. I think you cut out on me there a little bit. I said, you got to sit him. You're coming back now, though. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you got to sit him for a year because he's just got to absorb the playbook. That buys you one year. Uh, Can't fire me. I haven't even started my quarterback that I picked number one. Exactly. Now, I mean – the Giants, I don't think, are as bad as the, the Raiders. Um, and I think the Raiders are the worst team Agreed. in the NFL. Their effort was laughable. Non- non-existent on like Thursday. If, the best thing you could do right now if you were waiting to start a, a rookie quarterback is just wait until your team played the Raiders because I think that would be the best way to build their confidence. Uh, so I'll be very curious to see how he plays against not even a good team, but a team that's, I think, trying a little bit harder than the Raiders. Um, team that's, Yeah, and they have, they have players. They have yeah. players that can give them a tough time on defense. Um, Janoris Jenkins, guys like that. Uh, Landon Collins, who could swoop in, disguise a coverage, get a pick. And even but, the – the Giants' offense could make the game p- competitive. Like they haven't yeah. done that this season necessarily, but they've got <laughs> there's enough talent there for them to, you know, make Nick Mullins sweat a little bit. That I'll is, say that's a sentence I could not have predicted. I would have said five weeks ago. No, I know no, that would have been complete no gibberish. Who that guy was? Never heard of him in my life. No, heavens no. But he's what verified on Twitter weird, now. What weird sense – yeah, they said that during the broadcast like five times. Uh, what weird sense do you think you'll be saying five years – for five weeks from now that you wouldn't think right now? Ooh, weird sentence. Five weeks from now? Yeah, like you wouldn't expect to say Nick Mullins is making me sweat right now right. back in October. What do you think okay. you'll be saying in December? 
that you wouldn't expect? Uh, wow. Kevin, Kevin Hogan just threw 350 yards against the Chargers <laughs> for a win. I like it. Okay, so what I want to do now is before we started recording, recording on my uh, main channel, I posted a question in the community tab. Yeah, I was just looking at that uh, while we were away. Okay, so with Which the Broncos we on a bye week, <laughs> what would you like uh, Will and I to discuss when we record the podcast tonight? Some um, tremendous answers here, by the way. Yeah, so I just wanted to answer some of these questions since I posted it. Uh, the first one, and I think it's uh, a glaring oversight on our part because I don't know if we would have addressed it, but, uh, from highway underscore 99, how drew Brees beat Goff? I'll tell you right now. It was with his right hand. He did. He, he beat, he beat Goff, Goff with that right hand, throwing right passes hand. all over the place. Um, you know, it's just so tough to beat Goff with your offhand. Yeah, and sometimes it can it can cause you know you know what to curve, and by you know what I mean like normal routes and spirals and stuff like that, football stuff. Exactly. Yeah, you never want to beat Goff with the wrong hand, and Drew Brees did it with his right hand. Yeah, we knew somebody would be beating Goff this season, and it yeah, took, it was a matter of time. It took Drew Brees what three hours of constant yeah. right hand movement to beat Goff uh, before. He could say that he actually finished the, the task and, you know, walked away feeling satisfied. And right. I think all football fans were satisfied for seeing uh, uh, beating Goff uh, get beat Goff by beating Goff. So. Yeah, yeah, there was a point in time where it didn't look like he was going to finish. Like he was just going to give up and, and not complete beating Goff, which yeah. would have been really frustrating. Um, I think the whole team would have been really blue about that. But, yeah. Uh, but the, you know, I, from the reports, you know, he just he finished beating Goff and then went to the locker room and took a nap. Yeah, I mean the Rams. I mean they they made a comeback and you know they started just listing off baseball players' names and Drew Brees' ear, which uh, yeah. really made it hard for him to concentrate uh, on you know <laughs> getting those final ten points yeah. to pull away. There, <laughs> he started thinking thinking of his grandma watching him from heaven. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh yeah the the rams did beat the saints i mean the saints beat the rams finally finally <laughs> did it, and yeah. uh, now those teams are tied okay so second question <laughs> this one also had six thumbs up uh from brody slagle slagle is mahomes legit are the raiders doomed forever and will chargers choke again i can take this one um <laughs> So is Mahomes legit? Absolutely not. Are the Raiders doomed forever? Absolutely yes. And will the Chargers choke again? Of course. Wow. Good question. Uh, really had to think about that one. Yeah, um, not a tough one, but a good question. I'll venture out and say um, at this point Mahomes is legit. Uh, I think defenses have had enough time to watch the tape on him to really slow him down. Um the Chargers usually choke at the beginning of the season, but if if they have to win like the last game of the season to be a wild card team, I say they choke. Uh, and then I think they might play the Broncos the final week. So wow, that'd be a shame if the Broncos had to play spoiler against the yes. Chargers. I'd really hate to see that. 
I think the Raiders are doomed for a long time. Yes. No, that's the one where it's pretty uh, looking pretty good or bad if you're a Raiders fan. Yeah. Some of these aren't questions. Like <laughs> XX Dinkles just says uh, Broncos suck. Okay. Um, we got Man Bear Pig. He's real. Uh, Super we've got, serial. Let's see here. Top 10 greatest Broncos in team history or top 10 worst. That's like an off-season podcast. Yeah, we'll get there eventually when we really run out of stuff to talk about. Coaching replacement options, we, we'll get to that. We'll talk about the Broncos. Is Brady slowing down and how Gronk runs like an 80-year-old now? Well, he wasn't Yay! running at all on Sunday Stop night. Brady slowing down. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he didn't play that well on Sunday night, did he? No, he's had quite a few games where I'm like, oh, that's a little – like, I'm looking, and I've been watching for him to suck for years. Uh, so, now that I say this, he's probably going to go out and throw, like, for 350 yards and four touchdowns. But uh, <laughs> I think I – I know it was in a video or something, but his off-target percentage is dev- – it's got to be the highest it's ever been for him. But it's, I think, top three in the league for most balls that have been thrown this season that have been off-target. Uh, I believe he was with uh, Sam Darnold and Uh-oh. Josh Allen, maybe, in that that's, category. That's pretty bad to be that off target when most of your passes are two yards to James White every play. Yeah, yeah. and I think also, yeah. Gronk's been hurt. He's had a back injury, and as somebody who's dealt with those, yeah. when you get him, you're going to look like an 80-year-old man no matter what you do. You sure are. Getting out of bed, uh, bending down to pick up anything. Like 80. Uh, yeah. 80 yeah. might be conservative. I think you'd act more like a 100-year-old. Yeah, I'm convinced on that touchdown pass to Josh Gordon on Sunday night, he was trying to throw to Edelman, and he overthrew it, and Josh Gordon just happened to be right there. <laughs> I would have to relook at that, but uh, I'll agree just because it – pushes yeah. my narrative that Tom Brady is not that good. Here's a good one with uh, four likes. My balls from Ryan Blood. Great question, Ryan Blood. <laughs> That's great. I think we answered it very well. Quinn M says the Cardinals. Another good question. <laughs> well, maybe there, he just wants us to talk about the Cardinals. I guess I didn't uh, – I said, what would you like us to discuss? So my balls <laughs> okay. work, Cardinals work. All of these actually work, I guess. God damn it. Oh, right. I forgot it wasn't a question. Damn. Um, it's going to be – all right. Uh, another good one from Drake Xavier, 438. We, the Chiefs, are the best. <laughs> you spelled Chiefs wrong? He might just be talking about the Chiefs. Oh. Uh, what city a, are Is the that a band? In? <laughs> Missouri City. The Chiefs. Uh, I like this one. For the love of money, how small my cock is. Question mark. That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you for the love of money. Uh, tits versus ass. Um, we don't like to judge. Yeah, I don't know who would win in that fight. Yeah. No nut. No nut. November. Oh, yeah, that's... 33 seconds ago. I don't even want to address that as a thing. No one does. No one completes that. 
no one completes that. And I feel like it's like an internet thing that is just so stupid that I don't even want to pretend that people talk about it. All that I'll say is Drew Brees didn't last. He didn't win. Nope. Um, he beat the Rams, but he didn't win that. Let's uh, – I, I think we're, we really killed that. Yeah. Um, let's, I guess let's talk about the Broncos now because I know that's why a lot of people are here. Maybe sure. mad that I didn't start with it. Uh, but it is a bye week. You can always skip ahead. Come on. Uh, I was – But don't do that. No. I was really pissed off about the, the loss to the Texans. I aired my grievances in my review video. Yeah, you, you were, were talking... looking like you are going to move there. Yeah, I packed up my shit, Will. Yeah, so where are you now? I just couldn't follow through. Well, like most bad. things I, in life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just – it sounded like a good idea in my head, and then where... the logistics of it yeah. were overwhelming. Where would you move if you could? Um, who? Probably either the mountains or Kauai. I like it. I'm and going. Uh, I'm going to Canada to start. That's good. NHL. Oh, there you go. Yep. It's a. It's just a new branch of the channel. It's not my own thing. Yeah. I could live in Canada too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, we're so nice to you here. Yeah. Oh, looks like you got a nice host there, pal. Uh, enjoy going to the to the doctor for free. <laughs> Healthcare, gotta love it. <laughs> um, but a Canadian, leave a comment, please. Also, we're sorry. <laughs> sorry for our accents. Actually, Not I'm sorry for yeah. talking about how nice it must be to live in Canada. Yeah, we're sorry for slandering your country like that. Um, talking about how great everything is. What I wanted to ask you is did you think that game was as poorly mismanaged as I did? Yes. Okay. Because I, sure did. I feel like I was really hard on the way like they ended that game. Yeah. And then all week, it kind of felt like nobody thought that was that big a deal. Like, and I know Brandon McManus kicking a 50 yard field goal. You like your chances with that. Okay. I get it. But, while it was happening, I was like, why is this team, why are the Broncos who have 35 seconds on the clock not trying to get another playoff to get yeah. there? Like, you don't ever see a team do that unless they're a shitty team that doesn't know what they're doing and, like, the quarterback was not on the same page with the, the – like, when something like that, that happens, it's usually a mistake. It's like you see a, co a coach on the sideline pissed off because his young quarterback didn't know the situation. But here it was the coaches were like, no, 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 we're close enough. Let's just run one play. Maybe we get lucky. And then they gave up basically. And yeah. I didn't feel good about that kick because McManus missed the 62-yarder before. And I know that's like – that's I, like yeah. one of those gut things where I feel he it, it it shouldn't affect the kicker's next kick, but when you do miss a long field goal, it was the same side of the field. I just did not feel good about it's him kicking a fifty yarder 
on yeah. top of just the way everything seems to be going this season for the Broncos. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I haven't felt confident in McManus late in the game since that Bengals game from 2015 on Monday Night Field Goal or Monday Night Football. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> crossing my wires there. Monday Night Football where he had a chance to win it on the last play of regulation and then just kicked it probably 50 yards to the left. <laughs> Do you remember how badly he shanked that kick? Yeah, well. That <laughs> was the worst kick of all time. I remember, uh, didn't he make a kick in, did that game go into overtime? Yeah, he, yeah, he made a short kick in overtime to all put right. the Broncos ahead. No, but because Vic and I did a shoot with Brandon McManus and uh, this kid recognized him. Well, kid, he's like, I don't know, in his 20s. And he called him out for that kid. (laughs) That's got to take some balls to do that in person. Like he complimented him. He's like, but you did miss that one in Cincinnati. (laughs) But What What did McManus say? Like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he laughed and then like ripped. He ripped the guy later. I was like, "What was that about?" <laughs> yeah, I guess I did. I, I did miss that kick, dickhead. Because, yeah, I think that was. Was that after their? No, I don't remember if that was. I think that was after their Super Bowl run. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he I was clutch so. in the Super Bowl playoffs. But yeah, yeah, he's been. Last year was not a great season for him, and it wasn't even about McManus for me at that point. I was just, well halftime kicking a 62 yard field goal i don't have a problem with kicking a long field goal it's just leaving that much time left on a very low percentage kick when when the other team i think the texans had one or two timeouts as well yeah 28 seconds uh it caused bill o'brien to allegedly possibly if you're in a mouth reading call vance joseph a dumb fuck before halftime yes as they were going to the locker room Good job, you dumb. Good job, Vance. You dumb fuck. I think is what it was. Supposedly, yeah, allegedly. Basically, um, Not and great. the the point right there is the Texans before halftime have twenty eight seconds, and they get down the field thirty yards or some shit to to give their field goal kicker a chance. The Broncos in almost exactly the same situation with that much time do nothing at the very end of the game it was uh and it's not just that it was like poorly managed to me it was just so conservative it was so conservative it says that the the coaches don't believe that their quarterback could play smart enough football in that situation where they had confidence in him to take a shot there listening to the texans players talk about how they thought that the broncos were going to try to get closer like, that's what Tom Brady did against them, and they were hoping that Case Keenum wasn't looking at the game like Tom Brady. No shit he wasn't. Um, and I was really critical on K- about uh, – uh, I was critical of Case Keenum's play, and a lot of people were defending him because they were like, that was his best game. If that was his best game as a Bronco and he still fucking lost the game, <laughs> what, does, what does that say to you about him as a quarterback? And it's – yeah, he played pretty good football. He made some really impressive throws. But when the team needed him to win and he got a drive going there, don't get me wrong, but he did not do enough to get a win. And I just feel like that is the quarterback he is. That is the coaching staff that we have. And it's like I, it, 
it pissed me off because I thought we were they were gonna do it. I thought they were gonna win. Yeah. And then they botched it with thirty five fucking seconds left. And this isn't like a twenty twenty hindsight thing either. No. This is they had the ball with three and a half minutes left. And I think all of us were probably screaming at the TV or screaming from the stands with 30 seconds left. Uh, what are you doing? Like, get closer, throw an out route, you know, try something. Yeah. It's like that, that Raiders game, uh, they made it an easy kick for McManus because of that throw to Tim Patrick where he broke a tackle and got out of bounds like with time expiring. Right. Yeah. And that's probably why they won because I don't know if McManus is hitting it from 52 yards in that one either. It's uh, – I mean, even throwing like a five-yard in route to Jeff Hireman in that situation where he gets five yards but the clock's running. Like, <laughs> if you're going to take that risk, why not make that a 10-yard pass? Right. They're having protection problems. They lose Matt Paradis for the season, which is going to fuck that offensive line more than I think anybody Correct. wants to admit. Leary's out for the season. Uh, Jared Valdir has been hurt a lot. He played, you know, last week. But now you're switching Connor McGovern to center. Uh, I think he's going to play pretty well at center. He, I think he's got he's experience there. Do fine at center, but now but it, you have to replace yeah, him at the guard. guard situation. Uh, maybe that they put Billy Turner in there, or they go I think with Sam see, Jones. I think you'll see Sam Jones. Okay, is what you'll see after the bye. Um, and now you might as like, well see what you have. The one thing you were excited about every week is knowing the Broncos could run the ball. So my question is going to be like, are they still going to be able to have that success with this offensive line? Um, but really, all that Texans game did to me was, and I knew this already. Will, I knew this, but it, it made me just have to swallow the fact that they're fucking done for the season. See, I, I feel like I accepted it a little bit before the game, and it didn't hurt as much before. I was kind of numb the whole game. Like I, was, I got really excited when they came back. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess they didn't really come back. Like, they were in it the whole game. but They got ahead in the fourth quarter – or late, late third or fourth quarter. And then a lot of people were criticizing Cortland Sutton for not making that touchdown catch where, I don't know, I thought the defender just made a better play. Like, uh, Yeah, sometimes I think you it's hard that to, ball away, though. It's hard to criticize the guy who doesn't catch it when the defender perfectly tomahawk chops his arms. Fair, um, fair. But – yeah, if Sutton makes that catch, we're talking about a different game, right? And this is the whole year. The Broncos are one or two yeah. plays from winning games or at least being tied, maybe pushing into overtime. And that's really – it's that is it, – the NFL, like if you watch enough of it, you realize like most games are within just a couple plays of one team getting a win. And if you see your team not getting that every week, they're not a good football team. Right, no. This is this is the most frustrating part of the season is because they're not getting murdered like they did at stretches last year. They're just – it's just a handful of plays that go the wrong way. Yeah. Um, a missed kick, uh, a bad special teams play, whatever. And you feel like if they got a different break in a couple of these games, they could be 6-3 and three instead of 3-6. and six. But that's not how the NFL works, unfortunately. 
No, because all those breaks go to the Patriots. Correct. Yeah, no, no. They should be evening out for most teams, but somehow the Patriots have absorbed the luck of every other NFL franchise. Who, who would you rather be this season as a fan, a Broncos fan or a Packers fan? Because I feel like what's happening to both teams right now yeah. is very similar, but I think it might be tougher to be a Packers fan because Aaron Rodgers is still playing pretty damn good football, but yeah. he, they have been screwed out of wins for the, some of the dumbest reasons. <laughs> Again, with the Monday night football game, like Aaron Jones fumbling when the Packers were going to take the lead in that game. And then the defense, who was decimated by injuries, just collapsed after that. Which, And I don't blame them. Like, the Patriots aren't going to fucking beat themselves. And Can't make mistakes on the road in Foxborough. No. Hot take. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. The Broncos just don't have that – we're not going to beat ourselves sort of mentality. Neither do Packers fans or well, their fans might not either. <laughs> neither do the, the, the Packers. Uh, I asked you a question and I didn't even let you answer it. Uh, that's tough, you know, because I feel like if you're a Packers fan, you have this frustrating feeling that you've got Aaron Rodgers at the back end of his prime and you're wasting it. Yeah. But I think there's a little bit of optimism for both teams. Just so just, so both of us don't kill ourselves uh, along with every Packers fan is that Mike McCarthy's probably on his way out and Vance Joseph's probably on his way out too. So you get the sense that they're both talented teams. Uh, I think the Broncos as an entire 53 man roster are more talented and that's just, uh, that's just uh, because Aaron Rodgers is taking up what like 40 percent of the salary cap that's just how it is that's how the nfl works case keenum's not so yeah there's that little bit of give and take but when you have that quarterback and you're paying him that much money you have to surround him with a good coach and i don't think the packers have that right now yeah if i were aaron Rodgers, i don't think i would have signed a new long-term deal with green bay i think i would have i would have tried to become a free agent because um he would have made like forty-five million dollars in free agency. Yeah, I mean, I would have went to. I would have tried to. I would have been like, you know what? Why don't I just go to Jacksonville and win a Super Bowl? Why don't I go to the Sorry. Broncos and win a Super Bowl? Yeah, don't do that, Aaron. You yeah. hate to see that. So <sighs> with coaches, there's a lot of coaching things that could happen. Vance Joseph, you and I, I think, are both on the same page because we talked about this a little bit before the episode that Vance probably gets more criticism than he deserves. Yeah. He's not a great coach, but he's not the worst coach. He's not the worst coach in my lifetime. (laughs) Um, You want to go back to the sixties, maybe. Do you think if the Broncos let him go that the Jerry Jones would be interested in him? See, I, I saw a tweet about that this morning oh really yeah and I was like why (laughs) why the reason I I thought that I didn't see that tweet uh I don't know if it's a credible thing or not I think because speculation Joseph has made it very clear that he's willing to do whatever right wants 
And like the knock on Jason Garrett is that he's a yes man to Jerry Jones. And maybe Jerry wants another coach like Garrett. And I think the closest example of that is Vance Joseph. Um, I mean, yeah, every coach Jimmy – or not Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones has had has been his yes man except for Jimmy Johnson who yeah. he fired because they didn't get along after winning two Super Bowls. And I guess you could say Bill Parcells wasn't a yes man either, but it didn't work out there. Right. So that's why uh, that's why clapping Jason Garrett is the perfect fit. Yeah, that's turning into a huge meme. Yeah. Uh, and then Bruce Arians said he would be interested in coaching the Cleveland Browns. I hope so because he's not very good as an announcer. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see him in Cleveland. Oh, I, I know. I'd love to see that. I think he'd do a really good job with Baker Mayfield. If I want the, him out of that booth too. Get yeah. the fuck out of there, Bruce. Who's who's worse though, him or uh, Jason, Jason Witten? Well, I think we'd be talking about Bruce Arians more if he was on Monday Night Football. I think Jason Witten. The thing is, like, I don't think he's terrible. Uh, but he screws up a lot, and they put him in – I don't know. They put him in too prominent a role too early. You can't just retire and then be expected to <laughs> to do color commentary on Monday Night Football right. in the span of six months. Yeah, he should start him off like as like the third man on like some, you know, Fox broadcast where he's yeah, getting – Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I think they everybody thought they could hit – uh, gold like they did with Tony Romo, right? Yeah, well, not everybody's Tony Romo, unfortunately. No, that's true. <laughs> Nothing about Jason Witten in his career made me think like, wow, this guy's going to be great at announcing games at one point. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. I mean, you see guys yeah. like uh, I know, like uh, like Emmanuel Sanders. I think could jump in and do something like that and be very good at it. Agree. Um, shit. Uh, I'm just trying to think of, like guys who have personalities to to do it. Brian Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitz, yeah, he could do it. Quarterback, like quarterbacks are solid because yeah. they know the game so well. Yeah, they do. And I'm and sure they're, they're Jason to do that kind of stuff already with the media. Yeah, they're used to talking to the media. They know the game better than tight ends do. And <laughs> generally speaking, yes. Trying to think of a non-quarterback who I would want to listen to. This might be... Maybe Calais Campbell. Oh, God. (laughs) I think the booth would just shake every time he spoke. Just that bassy voice? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He was was playing the stand-up bass in the Monday Night Football. (laughs) It's Calais. Yeah. No, I want want Calais and Booger McFarland on that cart that slides up and down the sideline and blocks everybody's view. They, they apparently they fix that, but Booger really should be in Jason Witten's role talking more. Yes. And Witten should be kind of chiming in the, I think they've actually like just increased Booger's role in general. Like, yeah. Do you I think feel like, sw- yeah. Do you think they'll switch it up at the end of the season? Booger to just the whole crew. Cause there's so much backlash for Witten. Uh, pro- I don't know. I don't know how any of that shit works. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Sean McDonough only lasted two years, but it's probably enough announcer talk. Well, he quit. He was was decent. Yeah, he decided he wanted 
do that He's shit. better at college football. I think John Gruden probably bullied him. That's why. <laughs> Gruden. Yeah, um, come here. <laughs> Just calls him bald boy all day long. <laughs> I thought they were going to get Matt Hasselbeck to – because Matt Hasselbeck and Sean McDonough did the Pro Bowl together. I thought it was going to be the first hairless crew to do Monday Night Football. Ooh, that would have been yeah. hot. Maybe slide Trent Dilfer in there too. All them girls with the bald man fetishes would have been all yeah. over that. All those, all those uh, Mr. Clean fantasies. Hey, if you haven't had one of those, don't yeah. even call yourself a man or a woman. Correct. Okay, you want to pick these games and get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we've actually got a good Thursday night game, which is pretty shocking. Panthers at Steelers. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to – Trying to pick here. I think the Steelers are going to win just because they're at home on a short week. But I won't be surprised if the Panthers win. And uh, I'm trying to edit the prediction of this game. These teams are very similar, too, which is interesting. They are, yeah. No, they've both gotten really hot after being kind of iffy to start the season. But they're both rolling right now. Uh, They've both got two really good running backs. With James Conner and Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. two pretty similar quarterbacks in terms of play style. They're Although, just giants, two yeah, giants out there. Cam's more young Roethlisberger in terms of mobility. And two uh, questionable secondaries. It, indeed, yep. Um, yeah, but still teams that are probably going to be in the playoffs again. I don't think the Steelers really stand a chance in the AFC with the Chiefs and the Patriots. But I, somehow I could see the Panthers in the Super Bowl. That's what well, we, we said earlier in the NFC, they feel like the most well-rounded team. Like their defense yeah. is pretty good. Their secondary is not great, but they have a good defensive line, good linebackers. Um, they picked up Eric Reed in the middle of the season. Who's that was smart. He's making had a, had a difference. A last week, nearly mm-hmm. had a pick against the Eagles. Probably should have had one. I like the way Norv. I like the way Norv Turner's calling their offense too. He's being creative, yeah. so I, I kind of want the Panthers to win this, but I just I'm taking the Steelers just because they're at home on Thursday, and I feel like that means a lot. That and I think the deal. Steelers' offensive line is better, which I think also helps at home on a, a primetime game. Yeah, I have a tough time picking against an or a home team on Thursday night as well. So I'm going to take the Steelers too. Mm. All right. Lions at Bears. Oh my. Yeah, I think the Bears are pretty good favorites here. Yep. The Lions have not looked good. I'm going to pick the Lions though. Oh, okay. Just going to do it. I had just written down Chicago in your column. So I have to scratch it out and put Detroit. Erase that shit. Baby. I think that's the first time in history. By the way, you had a good week last week. Uh, you went nine and three. I went six and six. Yeah, and it, I should have been ten and two, but I picked the Packers, right? Yeah, we both did. Mm, okay, you picked them too. Just you did pick spice. the you you picked the Saints correctly. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, the two other ones you missed on were Seattle and Baltimore. Oh, I picked the Seahawks to win, huh? Yeah, I did too. 
I thought, you know, I thought of like the, the Paul Allen emotion would win them that game. Forgot about the Alex Spanos emotion on the other side. Yeah, I felt like the Chargers and Seahawks were the exact same team heading into that game. Yeah, they literally both had patches on their jerseys for deceased owners. That's crazy. I think that's got to be the first time that's happened ever. <laughs> yeah, so now you got to start taking the Chargers very seriously because of that game. Yeah, I guess so. Even yeah. though they don't really have a kicker. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's going to – you just know that's going to bite them in like week 17 when they're trying to make the playoffs. Who? Who are you picking, Bears? Yeah, I'm taking the Bears. Okay. Good game here. Saints at Bengals. Ooh, give me them Saints. Taking the Saints. Uh, after a big win, uh, I think I think Drew Brees is going to be exhausted from beating Goff for three hours. Fair enough. Uh, I know I would. He's going on the road. Bengals uh, are well-rested after a bye week. I'm taking the Bengals. Ooh. So you've got the Saints, we've got the Bengals, we've got Falcons at Browns. Uh, this is furthering my case that the Falcons are going to go on a run here. <laughs> Feels like the Browns have played roughly 10 home games already this season. Yeah. But who are you taking? Falcons, Greg Williams in his second <laughs> week of head coaching. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless, you know, he puts a bounty on – Tevin Coleman and Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. I don't see them slowing down this offense. <laughs> no, I did see something that like uh, when Baker Mayfield targets Duke Johnson in the passing game, like He's they great. just have like some insane sort of completion yeah. percentage and performance together. Uh, I won't be mad if the Brown win, Browns win, but yeah, Falcons. Then this game I think is interesting. Jags Colts. Yeah. I think they're both coming off of bye weeks, right? Yes, they are actually. Okay, I'm going to take the Colts. I am too. Uh, I don't think that's um, a particularly shocking pick anymore. No, because one, I think Frank Reich and Andrew Luck have good chemistry. Um, and the Colts' Marlon Mack has been on a fucking tear. So Andrew Luck plus a running game gives them a legitimately – threatening offense even without like a ton of receiving weapons uh, and their defense hasn't been horrible you know what I mean their defense is good enough to to keep them in games and the Jags I just think they're beyond helping right now unless they get rid of Blake Bortles yeah no the Jaguars feel like if they haven't already exploded on the inside they're a team with a locker room that's just ready to combust at any second did I would argue that getting arrested the night before a game is exploding, but yeah, I, you, they could do worse in the state of Florida. Yeah, well, I, yeah, definitely out in Florida. They, there are a lot of bad things can happen in Florida. Yeah, so we'll both go Colts. Alligator. Yeah, uh, I was playing Red Dead Redemption, and I got just snatched up by an alligator, and it was one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my life. I legitimately jumped back in my chair. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So don't go to Florida, please. No. Alligators scare me. Also, I have no idea what the difference between alligators and crocodiles are. That's a different podcast. 
<laughs> okay. I'll, I'll get into it. You'll explain it to me? Yes. Uh, Cardinals at Chiefs. Horrible uniform matchup. Ooh. I know it's what everybody's saying about this game, but too much red. I don't like the Chiefs red to begin with. It burns my eyes. Uh, then you add in the Cardinals white and red, and I just don't like it one bit. Yeah, but you got to take the Chiefs. They're 15-point favorites, I think. I thought I heard it was 17 at one point. I'm sure. It, that shit bounces like every hour. Um, yeah. Do you think the Chiefs will cover the spread? Probably better question. No. I think the Cardinals are finding some sort of uh, identity, some rhythm. I mean, I don't know if it takes identity or rhythm to lose by 14, but I think they're – I don't know. I think they're showing progress at least. I mostly just want to see Josh Rosen have a really good game. Yeah, maybe we can do a, a detail episode where he wins. Ooh. It really just depends what Peyton Manning picks. <laughs> Sneak peek detail episode coming up Friday here Get on ready. Well, at the, the main that's good sports. Then we got Bills, Jets, and the fucking blow-off bowl. Oh. Yep. Sam Darnold is not playing this week, so it's going to be Josh McCown. Is that confirmed or is that still up in the air? I think it was confirmed. Yeah. Okay. Because he, he was in a walking boot, yep. Sam Darnold. I mean, that's so, a normal week for Ben Roethlisberger, but not for Sam Darnold. No. Yeah, Derek Anderson versus Josh McCown. Give me Joshy McCown, baby. I think he's yeah. going to light a little spark under that team's yeah, McCown's one of those guys that finds a way to have a one great game every year, and I think this is going to be it. Yeah, he finds that he he was decent last year. Yeah, no, he wasn't bad at all. People thought that team was going to go zero and sixteen, and they were five and eleven, I think. Yeah, there you go. So red skin potatoes at see, I caught on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I'll go. Mm. <laughs> Mr. Smith goes to Florida. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with Washington. Yeah, I'm going to take Washington as well. I know, oh. <laughs> I know you're struggling there because you want to take your boy. I want to take my man. Yeah. He is a man, he's not a boy. Okay. Patriots at Titans, uh, I think this is going to be bloodbath. ugly. Yeah. I want – I think the Patriots are going to win, but I am counting on the Titans' defense to beat the shit out of them. Uh, which I, would love to see, I would love to see Deion Lewis have like 150 combined yards in this game. Yeah. I think if Malcolm Butler wasn't playing so shitty – I'd be excited to watch him play against New England, but I think Bill Bill Belichick's just going to fucking take advantage of him hard. Probably, yeah. Now, I love this revisionist history, too, that since Malcolm Butler's playing poorly this season, it, it was suddenly the right move for Bill Belichick to bench him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the problem was Malcolm <laughs> Butler was playing just fine football leading up to that game in yeah. a system he knew very well. Other problem is you gave up 41 points, but <laughs> yeah, that's if you consider that a problem. Let's see. Chargers at Raiders. This is the afternoon game. I feel like these two teams play in the afternoon slot roughly five times a year. 
Here's another one. I'm taking the Chargers. Chargers, Raiders. I can't imagine picking picking the Raiders at all again this season. Can you? No, you can't pick them to win any game. No, I certainly won't. Oh, wait, we got to take. Most inflated stat in all of football is Derek Carr's 72 completion percentage. Yeah, not great. But then again, uh, we still said last week, or I, I think I said it, I'd take Derek Carr over Keenum uh, Keenum, and somebody else that I can't remember. Yeah, no, we both said we'd take a flyer on Carr. We but guess we'd... what? It's been a week. I'd take Nick Mullins over all of them. Yeah, that's right. Nick Mullins, baby. Mullins. It's Mullins time. Uh, let's see. Dolphins, Dolphins at Packers. Packers. Uh, to see the Dolphins were fined like thirty and fifteen thousand dollars because uh, they said Ryan Tannehill was a full participant in practice and he actually sat out for a couple snaps uh, oh, no. weeks ago with his injury, which I thought was like they were misleading on the injury report. Basically, is what it said. And after watching them play last week, barely beating the Jets. I'm going to take who does, who does that benefit? <laughs> yeah, who does that know. benefit? It's like, oh shit, Brock Osweiler's in the game. We didn't game plan for him. Better watch out. Yeah, we. The, you should have said he was limited when he he was a a full participant. Yeah, I, don't know. I think you should be able to round up to a hundred if you're at like ninety percent in those so situations. Cool. Seahawks at Rams. Oh, we didn't pick this game, by the way. Dolphins at Packers. I picked Packers. Oh, okay. I'll take the Dolphins. I think okay. the Packers are just on a downslide. Also, I want to have a different pick than you. Yeah, I'm going to get you. Yeah, some separation here. Seahawks-Rams. I think this is going to be a close game. It was a close game the first time they played. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Rams, though. Bounce back after a loss. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The Seahawks just... Gave up too many big offensive plays last week. Couldn't cover Keenan Allen. Can't imagine how they're going to cover Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and all those guys. Yeah, and so. they were they were the only reason they really had a chance in that game too was because of uh, the Chargers kicker and dude, like Caleb. The Rams, Rams don't even have to fucking try field goals; <laughs> they just score touchdowns. <laughs> oh yeah, they just uh, they probably have a better chance if they just had Todd Gurley running the ball in on every two point conversion. Yeah, I also thought it was stupid that he didn't score the touchdown. Yeah, no, that's like the old classic Brian Westbrook uh, when he ruined everybody's fantasy season a few years ago. Instead of scoring a touchdown, just fell down like at the three. Yeah, I mean, he Todd Gurley got so much praise for that. <laughs> so, so stupid. So annoying. It's like, yeah. yeah, I get it. It's it's a it's somewhat of a smart move, but. He like wasn't going to also have six points. He was, he was also, yeah, he wasn't going to take contact. He had earned his way down there. That would have basically ended the game as well. Like yeah. it wasn't a big deal either way, but people were like, I respect that such great respect for an unselfish player like that. It's like, all right. Okay. My favorite time that's happened was in the Super Bowl, Giants Patriots when Ahmad Bradshaw tried to do that and he just physically couldn't and just tipped over into the end zone. <laughs> to score what was eventually the game-winning touchdown. That was the best. Um, So let's say – oh, great. Uh, The Sunday night game everybody's been asking for, 
The Cowboys got another primetime game? Of course they did. God. What do you think? What do you think this is? This is Sunday. This thing should be fucking flexed. This should be like Wednesday night. I don't want to see the Cowboys ever again. I'm going to take the Eagles. So tired of them. Easy. The Eagles too. Yeah, no. Fuck them boys. God damn Cowboys. (laughs) Fuck those hot boys. Their uniforms just get tighter and shinier every single year. Don't they? Mm. That I, I mean, won't argue with, though. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been noticing or anything. <laughs> I haven't been looking. And then okay. finally, Giants-Niners. Yep. Game of the week. New York Giants at the San Francisco. Nick Mullins. Yeah. I think we got to take Mullins. I, I got to take Nicky Boy on this one. My man. <laughs> Show us Nicky, baby. Former or future Broncos quarterback, Nick Mullins. Nick uh, Mullins. We're taking him. There you have it. Those are our picks. Yeah. Do you have the season happy. total for us? Somewhere. Okay. Uh, I can have that. You can have it next. You can have it. Oh, no, I think I have it. I think I have it. So, I just need to do a little quick addition. You're actually, let's see, uh, carry the one here. Yeah. Uh, you are 66. 50 and 2. I'm 70, 46 and 2. Okay, so I'm four games back, huh? Yeah. And you caught up by three games last week, so you're within striking range. Yeah, I was I had a bad start to this season. You're catching up. You're catching up. It's always tough at the beginning of the season. Always gets easier. Figure out teams. Uh you learn to pick against the Raiders every single week. Makes it a lot easier. That helps. Mm Mm-hmm. And you see teams are fake, like the Dolphins, and you just learn. Yeah, even though I think I picked the Jets last week to beat the Dolphins and lost. Not great. Yep. Well, that is another podcast in the bank, guys. Thank you for making it this far. If you did, uh, I should really start telling people to follow you on Twitter at the beginning of the episode, at WillKey6, but... It's on the screen for... A cool know. hour and a half for I every know. podcast. And every week, less and less people listen. So it's true. Well, every week the Broncos get worse and worse. So 